All right, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> My name is Sharita C.W. Dela Cruz, and this is the Middle Page Podcast, powered by Blast Music 24-7. Um, I appreciate you all tuning in. This season, we've been talking about work-life balance, time-life balance through wellness, um, how to keep ourselves in check, and tips that we've gotten from our guests um, this season. Tonight, we have... Uh, someone on the show that I will call friend. Um, his name is uh, Prop Joe. He is a award-winning DJ, entrepreneur, lyricist, and currently international traveler. All right, we got Prop Joe. What's up? What's happening? What's going on? World? Hi, Sharita. Hey. I don't even, it's kind of like where in the world is Carmen San Diego. I don't even know where <laughs> in the world you are today, but um that's pretty awesome because you travel from day to day. Um, we'll get to that, right? Um, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, this is the Middle Age Podcast, and um, you are in the midst of middle age, sir. Yeah, can you tell you see the gray? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I remember one time or two when we all didn't have many grays at all. Yeah. But yet, we're in the midst of it all and thick of it. Um, to start... Uh, amongst the attributes I named about you, said award-winning DJ, um, entrepreneur, lyricist, international traveler, like all of those things go hand in hand. Could you, because uh, you know, we have surmountable things to talk about. Uh, give it about, I guess, 45 seconds to a minute about each of the things that I named about you. And then we can hop into the, um, the podcast. All right. Well, uh, for those of you folks that's listening, watching, seeing out there in the world, uh, I go by the name of Rob Joe. Um, I am, like you said, DJ, um, entrepreneur, multiple business ventures, uh, studios, you name it, I've probably done it. Um, I'm also a performer and currently um, traveling the globe. Um, I, I, I wish there was more that I could tell you other than that. Um, that's probably about it, Sharita. <laughs> oh, the, re the rest is pretty much what I like to call history. Um, if you have 
been in the Middle Eastern region of the, of the United States anywhere in the last 20 years, chances are we've crossed paths in one way or another. Got you. Got you. Um, I will I will say that I recall meeting you at one of our um, Underground Monday events. It was, uh, what, 2008, 2007, something like that. Shouts out to Rick Payne, Spank the Great. Um, they had uh, sponsored an open mic over there on High Point Road in the old Coliseum Hotel in the bottom. Um, Shouts out to DJ Sugar Shack and all the people. Oh, and by the way, we are having a reunion in the next month or so. Look out for the day, the dates and stuff. And it has been confirmed. Um, you were there. Uh, I want to not even scouting or anything. You just came to support because I think you heard about it all the way from Virginia at the time, right? Yep, yep. At the time, I was uh, I was actually host of the Prop Joe radio show. Um, and working with Slip and Slide as a DJ and the Hood mm -hmm. Heart. And shout out to them. I'm not affiliated with them no more, but still love. Like, shout out to them. Um, and at the time, I was just coming to be a fan. Yeah, and you became a fan because you you really supported and followed a lot of the artists. This is in the MySpace era, folks. This is during the flip phone, uh, multi-key texting situation era. Like, it was terrible. Yeah. We didn't have any way to document many things, but we made it happen out there, right? Two-way pagers, two-way pages. <laughs> right. And uh, shouts out the shouts out the Sunshine Cromwell. That's where I met her the first time, and I didn't even know that I knew her uh, historically when we came back together um, in poetry in 2016, 17, I think. But um, yeah, shouts out to Sunshine. Uh, Big shout out. So, to so out. that's so that's where you were able to garner your uh, listenership and audience to be able to get attention for the SCA award nomination, correct? Correct. So at the time, commercial on hold on the market, and during that time, um, there were a lot of my friends, my peers. Uh, independent artists that didn't feel like they were getting a fair shake. So mm. my, as my give back, because I grew up in New York in the 80s and 90s, like I'm a hip hop kid to the core. And I've taken so much from the game that I use that as a, a platform, an opportunity to give that back. No politics, no payola. Um, it, it was literally, uh, as long as you are, you, you got your, your business in order, and and able to submit records according to the guideline and it there wasn't guidelines other than email me the song and, and i made sure that they were getting spins mm -hmm. that's awesome and i mean it's only right that you're a lyricist yourself you have what two studio projects that you did a couple mixtapes Oh, yeah. Two studio projects, a, a, a few mixtapes. I actually produced for a number of artists, um, all in all over probably about a, a 20 year time span. I've got my hands, it, even in the smallest way, in probably about 30, 30 different records uh, overall. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then you decided to do what? After that, I, I, being that we are friends, you know, I do have an understanding about what you were doing, but you still kept it kind of hush hush because you're not the guy that talk about the plans. You do the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you know, when about what time 
after that, like that was, we're speaking 2007, 2008, 2010, 11. It had to be about 2012, mm-hmm. 13, when you started thinking about traveling internationally. Tell me more about that and how you're able to um, take care of yourself in these processes as well as making it happen. So it's a, it, it's a, a, a dual circumstance, at least with taking care of myself um, from the, the money derived from music and, and even from nine to five. For you people that's out there in the real world, you can have a nine to five and still be a successful artist as well. So I did I did that in tandem. Um, took a little time, uh, got the credit in order. As you know, a lot of folks from our community don't have good credit. Get your credit in order, people. Um, took care of the credit. Um, had a few life circumstances occur, but all, all in all, um, Got my passport. I actually went went and went to school during that time and got a degree. I've got a bachelor in business administration. Um, and then from there, it was literally, literally, find a map and do this and pick. And the first place that actually uh, uh, adapted the most to me, um, other than traveling throughout the United States, I toured up and down the East Coast and even the West Coast for that matter. Probably lived in like thirty of the fifty states at some point. Um, mm. uh, during that time, even, even before the travel portion, I got the tour with, with my folks in Virginia, um, Poe Mac, shout out to Poe Mac and, and mm-hmm. uh, DJ Van Guns, y'all family. I know we ain't spoken in a while, but y'all family, man, shout out to y'all, um, afforded me the opportunity to, to tour with Knife Wonder and the Jamla crew, Rhapsody before the Grammy, shout out to Rhapsody, um, like I, I could go down that 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 list and and uh, a multitude of independent artists all up and down the East Coast from from Rhode Island to to Florida and all the way to California for that matter. Um, after the touring, um, kind of slow, kind of slowed down. Mostly, uh, I'd probably fast forward that to about the the COVID time period. I actually put out an album, um, put the album out and. A lot of my bread and butter came from the tour. And as, as you all know, even you, Sharita, venues weren't a thing for at least a year, maybe a year and a half. So it put a real, real hold on what I what I was able to do and plans that I wanted to do. So during that time, um made made sure that my paperwork was in order, got a passport and got on an airplane. And um one of the first places I went to was Mexico. Um Yo soy aprendiendo español, working on my Spanish. Um, and <laughs> it's kind of been on from there. Uh, I'm still not not fluent, but I could I, I could definitely hold a pretty decent conversation. So um cool. After after Mexico, it was uh and, and I've probably seen more of Mexico than I've seen the of the United States for that matter. Um mm. Far east to the Philippines and back, Japan and back. Um, the next spot I, I was just um, just telling VP uh, I'm eyeing Portugal uh, sometime next year. So you may see me uh, scoping out Europe in a few places. Greece is on the, the the list as well. That's dope. That's real dope. What uh, gave you the interest to want to? travel internationally so so deeply and like extensively because you don't I mean I I believe you said you still um have you know 
digs here, you know, you mm -hmm. pay bills on the state side, but you're out here doing your thing, right? Um, what made you even want to do this? And even just be away from home, like for extensive amounts of time? Well, uh, I also have, I got a background in being in the, in the military as well. So I had already got to see the world a little bit, Thailand, okay. also, Singapore. Um, but I did it under the, the pretenses of wearing a uniform. Shout out to all my sailors, all the military people in general. Um, but for the most part, um, what got me wanting to get out, part of it was, was some of the things that were happening on the home front. Um, I won't be too controversial in that regard, but I thank I just, you. Yeah, I just felt like <laughs> it was time to, um, to branch out and go see the world. Think. Uh, things and places, things that I hadn't seen, places I hadn't been. Um, I have this kind of um, this thing for myself where I don't want to become an older guy or old man and regret not doing uh, or not having experiences. So I literally just kind of on faith jumped out and, and started going. And I'm a solo traveler. So if you can imagine the anxiety of that, um, I just started going <laughs> and it, it's been nonstop from there like you said i i do maintain um uh houses still in the united states uh i have to um home is home home is always going to be home um right. family everybody's there um you everybody all my family is in is, is in the state so I, i'll never be but so far away from home even when i'm far um right and literally working remotely um and and having having experiences that as a kid I only got to see on TV. Um, seeing animals mm -hmm. you only get to see in zoos and hearing languages that you only see in movies. Um, so I kind of on faith literally blindly jumped out and took took the the risk and of course not 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 without of course researching and making sure I was going to places that were safe and, and, and that part and suitable, you know, cause there, there's some tough places in the world. Um, mm -hmm. US, there's some tough places in the world. So um, doing research and, and mapping out um, the, the best, the best destinations and the, the best routes to get to those destinations. I just kind of jumped out on faith and here I am now, what, uh, two, three, four, four years later, roughly. Right. So what is it like uh, as a U.S. traveler traveling abroad? I mean, are you accepted? Is there, I don't know, some people have a preconceived notion about Americans based on what they see in the media or things of that nature. Are you, do you, have you ever, well, excuse me, let's just let you say, mm -hmm. what have you experienced in that regard? So unbeknownst to what we see on the front, home front or what we hear on the home front, um, I've experienced nothing but but like people that are welcoming and friendly and patient with my my malas palabras, my my bad uh words, bad Spanish. Um right. I, I've experienced nothing but but openness and willingness. And even even as a I'll, I'll speak to the small elephant in the room, being a, a solo black traveler, um, we are loved, respected, and welcomed everywhere in the world virtually i haven't been anywhere that hasn't welcomed me with open arms so so that's cool so let's get into 
being middle-aged and traveling? Um, mm-hmm. Has sleep been affected by time zones? Um, let's start with you know wellness, sleep, nutrition. Let's go that way with it. And by the way, midway through, we will be um, taking a moment to um, view our artist of the month. Uh, excuse yeah. me, the artist of the week, the blast artist of the week. But go ahead for now, yeah. So as far as the time zone differences, yeah, it's a it's a big difference. Um, I, I think the biggest one that I've experienced uh, specifically by airplane, because again, I, I've been in the, the, the Navy in particular where that travel doesn't really affect you because you're kind of moving at a slower pace to get to these time zones. But when you travel by airplane, as the furthest east I've been so far is the Philippines. And... Mm. All of you folks that's on the East Coast of the United States, they are 13 hours ahead of you. So right now, uh, it is 9.25 Eastern Standard Time. It's 9 in the morning over there. Um, mm. Major, major, major shell shot. So I used to think that people that talked about jet lag, it, it wasn't a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. <laughs> Dang. Um, very, very real thing. Um Getting adjusted over there, you find yourself, especially with the sun out, um, human human nature, you're, you're wanting to be awake, but if you can imagine being tired all the time, at least until you get used to that, that time period. Um, right. I think the biggest challenge, at least from that far of a distance, was going coming back to the United States. Um, if you can imagine leaving the Philippines at 10 a.m., and when you arrive in the United States, it's still 10 a.m. Um, You're traveling against time versus toward time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, even even um, in places that are close, like Canada, um, Mexico, um, there are places uh, in Latin America, particularly, that don't observe uh, daylight savings time. So you find right. you kind of standing still in time. Um, and the longer that you're in a time zone, yeah, it does have a, a major effect on sleep. I probably, um, uh, I'm probably the Dramamine and, and sleep medicine king. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, one of my friends that travels also told me that if you could literally just dedicate one day of sleep once you land, and then when you come back home, dedicate another sleep, another, another day's worth of sleep, like sleep as long as you can type deal uninterrupted. That'll straighten that all out. Have you ever tried that or have you ever heard of that? Well, that's the hardest part. So, you know, when you get to another country, the excitement and even even positive anxiety of being in that other country. You don't I, even want to sleep. I'm not going <laughs> to speech. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so for me, for me, um, maybe not not the the best thing to say, but nah, I wasn't even thinking about sleep. At least not until I got back home. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, nutritionally, how are you able to adjust? Of course, I think the first thing people would think about when it comes to international travel is ingesting water or being able to bathe in the water. Um, have you had any um, bad experiences with that? or any experiences that you'd be willing to share? Well, I would probably say, not so much as bad experience, I'd probably say um, different experience. Um, okay. And many, many of the countries that for, for, I might be a little bit controversial, uh, we're spoiled in the United States. There are many amenities that we have 
at our disposal that other countries just don't have. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say that that these other countries aren't great. Like where I'm, where I'm at uh, in Latin America is phenomenal. Um, but the 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 things that we're used to in the United States they're different. Um, such as such as like you mentioned the water. Um, you find yourself uh, bathing in more mineralized water, so you have to to hydrate your skin more. Um, mm. I, I've done a, a pretty fair job at I don't have any dry patches, hopefully. Um, and my skin is <laughs> my skin is clear, uh, even toned. Um, so that that's the biggest thing. I, I caution everyone though, if 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 travel is something that you want to do, whether it be in the the near future or distant future. Make sure that uh, drinking a lot of water, preferably bottled water. Again, there are amenities in the United States that other countries just don't have. Um, drink lots of water. Um, make sure that you are moisturizing. I know it sounds <laughs> sounds a little bourgeois to say, but make sure you mo moisturize um, because you're dealing with a, a different grade of mineralized water as mm -hmm. opposed to yeah, and your skin is an organ in itself. And it, I mean, you can cause problems if you don't even take care of your skin properly. Um, so thank you for those tips. Um, what about food? Food, I, I know there's some good food out there. It's some of the best food in the world out here. Wow. Um, I would probably, I would probably put Mexico probably top one or two um, for, all, for all my really? friends. Please don't kill me. Yes, I think Mexico, even over Brazil. Uh, e even compared to Brazil, um, I think Mexico has some of the best, most diverse selection of food in the world. Um, pozole. I'm addicted to pozole. Um, Tell so, us about it. What's that? What is it? So <laughs> pozole. It's like, it's like a soup. It's like a soup. Oh. Um, comes in red or green. Roja y verde uh, in Espanol. Um, and it's like harina for my for, for all my brothers and sisters. Y'all know grits. Um, um, it's not ground down grits. It's the actual uh, harina itself, um, mixed with with lettuce and and you can do pork or 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 uh, chicken, um, different spices. So pozole is is probably my second drug. Mi segundo droga in español. Um, okay. The um. Sopes, uh, tortas, uh, enchiladas. I know we have enchiladas and, and, and chimichangas and things like that in the United States, but that's something else to speak to. The, 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 the quality of the food in different mm -hmm. Mexico and, and other countries, um, uh, Philippines and otherwise, many of those, uh, the foods that you eat at the table come straight from the farm. Um, even the something as simple and trivial as a soda uh, tastes completely different in, in different countries than they do in the United States. Um, we, we use corn syrup for sweeteners. Um, mm -hmm. uh, countries use actual sugar for sweeteners. Like we um, did back in the day. Like we did back in the day. That's right. Um, so there, there's a different taste. The fruits... Um, uh, for for those of you that are um cannabis inclined, they are. <laughs> I, I'll I'll be honest. They, there's 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 a lot more of a freshness, a naturalness, um, as opposed to going from fat from farm to factory, then to table. A lot of the foods that I've had had the opportunity to experience 
have come from farm directly to mm -hmm. table, including fish. Can I ask you a question? Um, uh, uh, real quick. Uh, have you ever thought about adventuring to like um, New Zealand or Australia, those parts of the world? Or do you, are you really like on a whole consideration of doing um, South America? And then, well, I mean, of course, I know you say going to the Mediterranean, but, mm -hmm. you know, finishing up South America, the Mediterranean, that's one part of the world that I never um, asked you if you were interested in venturing into like New Zealand and Australia and all that. So given the fact of the, the, the distance away, eventually, yes. But like, like you were mentioning, uh, going to these different places, um, I want, I'm trying to stay in a kind of, kind of in a regional aspect for now. Um, New Zealand, Australia, they're definitely on my list. I've actually been to uh, Melbourne, Australia before. Um, right. In the military. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, it is on my list. Um, what I'm trying to work on first is, um, Aprendiendo Espanol. I need. I. I, I want to be able to to have a full, uh, meaningful conversation with a Spanish speaker. Um. So much of my travels, the bulk of my travels, have been in Latin America. Um. And even further south. Um. Next on the list. Uh. At some point, Colombia. I want to visit Cuba. Um. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, Cuba. Um. Cuban cigars. <laughs> um. Mm -hmm. They're not. United States, I have an affinity for Cuban cigars. Um, so they're not legal in the United States, but they are legal in a lot of other places in the world. Um, yeah, so I, okay. I want to visit uh, uh, those types of places before I move on. I know I mentioned Portugal. Portugal is kind of a bucket list country. So when I mm. found out the type of cost and, and what's, what's associated with going, there's a very strong possibility that I may interrupt my my Latin America touring to be able to go visit Portugal. Um, I hear that. Now, I will say on the flip side of that, um, for those of you that have never been out of the country before, anybody that's listening, um, Australia has a lot of dangerous wildlife. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, no, no kangaroos. No kangaroos. Um, there is the combination... Um, and please, for, for anybody that's in the chat, um, Google and, and keep me honest here, but the highest concentration of animals and insects that can kill you live in Australia. So really? Uh, yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, that's so crazy. I, I caution if you go, if you want to go, go there, I don't necessarily would uh, suggest going first. Um mm -hmm. But I, I would definitely suggest getting used to travel first before going to a country that's like that. Even even to, you know, folks go to Africa and go on safaris and things like that. I caution you to um, get get a little acclimated with travel before going to those types of places. Um, like my so first international trip. <laughs> correct. Right. So that way you can adjust. Um, for me, my my first ever trip outside of the United States as comedic as this sounds is Canada. Um, I actually have nieces and nephews and, and a sister-in-law that, that are Canadian citizens. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my first, oh my goodness, I think I was about 22, 23, even before getting really uh, into the mix with music and, and DJing and everything. Um, and, and got acclimated to see how people do things outside of the United States. 
you would be very surprised at the difference in culture and not mm -hmm. not in a um there are many other cultures that know nothing about ours even though america's big country popular in the world top of the food chain as they like to say there are mm -hmm. many in our culture that the average person in another country isn't aware of right so you know being that you dad you have a military background and just even athletic background from high school i mean you already have uh, a regimen as far as keeping yourself healthy and whatnot. Have you have you learned <laughs> that you know in middle agedom that you really do have to continue to put your best foot forward when it comes to exercise and wellness? And what do you do um, even now uh, at the time that you know so, that you're out of out of the country? Do, what do you do? It's important. It's imperative. Um, part of it uh, in my in my my what I like to call my Clark my Clark Kent hours. Uh, during the nine to five hours, I'm a remote worker, so I could find myself um, sitting at a desk in front of a laptop for seven, eight, nine, sometimes 10 hours a day. So it's imperative um, every couple of hours, something that I like to do, my personal regimen. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, first things first, I got to eat breakfast, have to eat breakfast. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a proponent of a three square meal um, type of regimen, but I definitely believe in two. Um, breakfast and dinner with something small in between, even if it's something as simple as a breakfast bar or, or, or protein bar or something like that, even a smoothie. Um, so I, I have a, a pretty uh, sizable breakfast in the morning, depending upon the country that I'm in, like um, uh, what we would consider in the U.S. as a, a, a common and normal breakfast isn't what, what everybody considers common, such as in the Philippines, lechon. Lechon is mm -hmm. like a fried pork dish. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, but in any event, I'd have that for breakfast and then uh, go for whether it be a walk or a jog, depending upon the energy level of, uh, of the day when I get up that morning or if I had a hangover from the night before. I, I'm still a party. <laughs> <laughs> um, you better but, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and let me tell you, oh, my goodness, there's some party spots out here. I've had some of the best times partying in, in, in different countries, holy moly. Um, in any event though, um, so whether it be a walk or a run, uh, I try to do that at least two to two to three times a day, um, even if it's for 15 or 20 minutes. Um, something that courage um, for anxiety, for everything, sun, getting, getting some sun. It is imperative that you get some sun. So I like to get up and in the morning, roughly around afternoon time and just before sundown, uh, go out and take a walk or, or a light jog. Um, right. I'm, I'm a, a former football player also, so push-ups, sit-ups, uh, eight-count bodybuilders, up-downs, or down-ups if you, if you uh, play football in the South. That is something I still do to this day. Check this out. We're going to take a moment. I appreciate all that information. We're going to take a moment and get into the Blast Music Artist of the Week. V, who do we have this week? Yes, indeed. I decided to go back to another Blast Artist that everybody in North Carolina knows. This is my girl, Demi Day, and this is called Do It All. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's check it out. All right. Hot take. I'm flipping work like hotcakes. Giving my word. High stakes. Price is absurd. That's my rate. Pay me my money. Nothing about me is lucky. I've been in this bitch going dummy. I rap like a mummy. They looking at me kind of funny. But every week check looking lovely. I know my worth. Flex so hard that it hurt. I got it all out the dirt. Fat in the purse. Charging a wreck for a verse. Niggas must be on alert. Show them the proof. I do not need me a booth to do all the shit that I do. I'm better than you. Trust me, you say that shit too if you've seen all the shit from my view. Nigga, I'm cool. Show me the loot. I'm gone with the Win, go get me a flute like I am the band I don't think they understand the shit I could do with these hands Part of the plan, they counting me out again But trust me, I know I'm the man, do all that I can Plus every revenue stream is a part of me building my brand I do it all, I do it, all. I do it. yeah I do it, yeah I do it all Fuck who I once was Where I am now is a move up All by my lonely I do does Cry me a river a few doves Cause I am the prince of a new club Spade of the diamond my heart loves Cause I be the whole deck not a part of I know myself Internalizing my wealth I never needed to help No way to fail All I can do is prevail Wisdom so deep it's a well Every detail Part of a way bigger spell Y'all better get up to scale Cause I'm sitting sail And trust me the size of my talent So massive I flip like a whale Whoo, shawty I be moving Like I'm not a fucking human And these shit that I'm Pursuing, put my energy into it. Ain't no time to sit and view it. Add it up and not compute it. I should probably be saluted because every time I do it, I do it all. I do it all. I do it. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, I do it all. I do it. I do it. I do it. I do it. I do it all. Yeah, I do it. I do it. I do it all. I do it. I do it. I do it. I do it. I do it all. Yeah, I do it. Yes, indeed, and that is Demi Day with I Do It All. <laughs> and if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But also, if you are looking for great independent music, you can go to Blast Music 24-7, and you can also register as a fan and have access to hundreds and hundreds of music. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, back to you guys. Thank you. And shout out to everybody that's jumped in and out the um, chat tonight. I saw Sunshine came through. And there is um, a few more people that I think hopped through. Hey, Prop, talk to me. Tell me. Tell us. What, what is it? Where do you get the courage to do the things that you do? And what can you give us insight on, on how to do it? You can expound on this all you want right here. You can take five minutes if you want. We just want to know. I mean, for me, the reason why I'm asking this question real quick is you're one of the most courageous people that I know to be able to go out, venture out into the world, literally. Um, hmm. Do you hear me, Prop? Can you hear me? No? I don't know. 
All right, be right back. Can you hear me now? I can hear now. Okay, I, I don't sure know can. what's going on. It's raining where I'm at. I don't know what my Wi-Fi is doing. I don't know. But um, as long as you can hear me and I can hear you, we're great. Um, what I was saying was, tell us um, about what it takes to be able to do what you do and um, make it happen the way that you make it happen. The reason I asked that question is because um, I think you're one of the most courageous people that I know. And you're, you're venturing out into the world by yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's just amazing to me. Talk to me. Talk to us. Tell us how you do this. Um, what gives, And I know you're, you're, even though people think you're a Superman, a lot of people think you do. You're, you're a guy and you have, you have feelings and emotions. And like, I think you touched on it earlier and I'm glad that you did. You said the anxiety. Let's start with that and then how you overcome that and then bring it right back around. So, um, first things first, there's a thin line between courageous and crazy, right? <laughs> courageous um, and crazy. <laughs> yes, but I, I'll tell you, um, the, the biggest thing as far as for getting over that anxiety, it's like anything, um, for, for all the listeners, everybody that's watching, you gotta, you just gotta do it. Like, it's not gonna happen unless you just do it. Um, despite the fear, despite the, like with me, we're learning Spanish, especially, um, I grew up, again, I grew up in New York city around Spanish speakers and I've got the basics down, but a big part of that anxiety is being afraid of saying the wrong thing or using mm. the wrong hand or, you know, the wrong expression. So a few things, a few things is being able to let go of your inhibitions and, not being afraid of making a mistake. Now, again, I, I encourage everybody. I do it myself. I encourage everybody to do your research. Um, make sure that you're going somewhere that is capable of handling or, or sustaining at least the, uh, a, a, a modicum of, you, of the lifestyle that you currently live. Um, mm -hmm. Just to be clear, when I come to other countries, I don't stay on resorts. Um, I don't do all inclusive. Can you tell us I've why? Ever... Can you tell us why? Oh, of course. So it's just like um, I, I'd liken it to living in the United States. I, for two reasons. One, I want to get the authentic experience. Um, I want to live amongst the people. It's disingenuous to come to a country and not have the experience that the average person has. Um mm. That's first and foremost. It's paramount for me. Um, so typically it'll be a rental or an Airbnb. Um, 
So right in the middle of a of a, a regular middle class neighborhood. I literally, guys, just so all of you know, I literally seek out places that are similar to my current lifestyle in the United States. Um, I don't live rich. I'm not I'm not uh extremely wealthy or anything like that. I do better than than some, but not better than most. Um so when I go to to other places, I seek out places that are similar in 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 status or 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 visual and some some countries i'll i'll kind of be a little bit comedic in this regard hopefully i don't offend anybody but some countries everywhere outside look like the hood okay it's when you go inside these houses that they um they make our united states homes look like the ghetto (laughs) um so i try my best to to in order to get the authentic experience you got to be around authentic environments authentic people um going to a corner store, uh, Uber, those types of things. They have mm-hmm. those in other countries. So I try to look for those types of um, environments and, and, and living experiences. Um, the other reason, the other reason, um, I'll, I'll keep it light. I'll keep it real light is the cost of living where we live at is high, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. My quality of life, on the same budget where I where I live at in the United States, if I take that same budget and go to another country, somewhere as close as, as Mexico, y'all, it ain't nothing but a six-hour flight to Mexico. If you live on the East Coast, you can get to Mexico quicker than you can get to California, for example. Um, so in Mexico, I enjoy a quality of life that is, it goes from middle class to, to upper class almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, granted, I still seek out places that are similar. So I'm able to, if I could be, be completely uh, honest, I spend less money per month out of my budget, having a home in the United States and staying in Mexico simply because the cost of living is far lower. Um, Really? So let me, let me just go ahead and put that in layman's terms. So you saying, you know, you have your home and your car and your car insurance and your home insurance, but you ain't obviously, you know, running the electricity or the water or whatever. So just those baseline bills in the United States and the bills that you have where you currently live mm-hmm. are basically the same as if you were staying at home. Um, correct. Correct. Wow. If I didn't have my place in, in the United States, and I was staying in some of these places without having to pay a, a mortgage or a car note or electricity, I would most definitely be considered rich in, in other countries for sure. Um, wow. as, as would most of, most of you guys that are watching. You don't have to be rich to travel the world. Um, you can have a similar and or better quality of life if you see fit. Um, and for most of you folks, um, what what you're paying to live in an apartment um a lot of these places you could have a, a mini mansion and a and a housekeeper for the same exact price housekeeper, a housekeeper. oh <laughs> tell me what you said you spent on laundry one day you oh. said you had you had all oh, so much laundry and still so i spent um and this was in and it's even it's even less in the philippines um i spent the equivalent of 5 us dollars to have uh, about a week and a half worth of clothes washed, dried, folded, and bagged. Um, I, I didn't have to put them in a washing machine. 
I literally dropped them off and came to pick them up the next day. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So you just living what Sheila E would call the glamorous life. Yeah, a little right? bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I dig it. Um, with our last few minutes here with you, um, definitely want to congratulate you on your ability to be doing some of the things that you really want to do. The bucket list is a consummate thing that I think all of us have. Things that we want to do before we, you know, and you're actually living that life. I know you feel fortunate. I know you feel blessed. Um, in your experiences, um, what can you tell us and tell our listeners as far as what this means about empowering yourself and living on your own terms, getting to the point where you can live on your own terms, the determination that it takes, the discipline that it takes. How long did it take for you to be able to uh, save the money to be able to comfortably say, hey, I'm ready to travel? So I would say, um, first and foremost, discipline is paramount. Um, I won't say that there was a a particular time period to save. Um, but I will say that it took me about four, four to maybe five years of growing up a little bit and understanding the value of a dollar. What, what do I mean by that? So a lot of uh, people that have jobs, everybody is constantly uh, on the race to get a raise. I want to get a raise. I want more money. I want a raise. I want more money. Uh, what I started with doing was not becoming a victim to my expenses. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm gonna keep it a whole 100 with everybody out here in, uh, in YouTube land here. Um, I could have $25,000 in my pocket and still not feel, um, too, too good to eat ramen noodles. Okay. Um, sometimes it has to be done, um, in order to, to get where you want to go. Um, being able to, I could have a Corvette in my driveway, you guys. Um, I drive a $5,000 Hyundai. Um, not being being willing to um, not worry about what the next person got has to say. Um, mm -hmm. That part. Yeah, I don't. I don't need Versace because uh, I got a gold card in another country. Okay, Versace, y'all can keep. You, you know what I'm saying? You could keep mm -hmm. that stuff. So, um, and that's the rapper in me coming out. Like I could care less about Versace and and two hundred dollar Air Force Ones. I'm good on that because I could fly first class. Um, a lot of people I've got I've got people in my family that have never been out the country. Many of them have have never seen their face on a passport. So I am charting a a path that the people, my nieces, my nephews that's coming behind me can see and believe that it's achievable. Um, right. Even even my peers, I've got a lot of peers that are like, man, I'm about to go get my passport. I'm meeting you somewhere. Um, guess I'm five or six years ago, we weren't talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you one of them. Um, guess five or six years ago, you remember we it was only a dream to think that, you know, getting on an airplane and going somewhere, you know. Um, and you've been talking about this. Like yeah. I said, I've known you since 2007. You've talked about this and it wasn't on some sit around the campfire uh, politicking like I'm going to go do this. And like, right. yeah, for real. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, honestly, you're one of the people that I can say that's in my circle, that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. I try my and best. You, and you inspire me, you know what I'm saying? 
and and for for everybody that's like, man, I got this going on, I got that going on. Setbacks happen. Um, setbacks happen. It's about making wise decisions, being smart, smart both with your money and with your impulses. Again, I like to shop. Again, I'm I'm a I'm an entertainer, so I like to shop. I like to be fresh, and I'm I'm a Brooklyn kid, so I really like to be fresh. Right. But, <laughs> But being, but at the same time, being smart enough to say, you know what, man, I'm not gonna go spend a thousand dollars on clothes now. When I see a thousand dollars, I think, you know what, I'm gonna drop that in the stock market and some um and some dividends or, or something like that because I'm trying to retire early. Um, and being able to save and and come to countries where my my budget is actually smaller because I'm saving money accelerates that. Uh, I, wow. If I can help it, I'm 42 now. If in eight years, I'm 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 not gonna be an employee. If I can help it, maybe maybe a business and a few properties. If if, if all goes well, that's right. And yeah, just continue. Tell us how um, you've been empowered and empower us through your words in that regard. To it, it might not even what you're saying might not necessarily apply to somebody who doesn't want to go travel internationally, but just give people the courage as far as doing and so, being. I'll say this, um, whether it's travel, whether it's music, because I'm going to tell you, music is, is another thing that takes courage. It takes a lot to be able to stand up in, in a room full of people that may not even like you, you know? Listen, <laughs> you just gave me chills because I remember my first time. Mm -hmm. And when I got applause, it was like, oh, y'all like that for real? I got yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah. Even even now, the 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 because I still get phone calls. I still I still get asked to to do songs. Shout out. I won't mention your name because I don't want to put nobody on blast. But if you have called me in the last six to eight months and asked me to get on a record, I love you. You are family to me. You don't even know. Um, I'm I'm semi-retired at this point, and and people still reach out to me. So mm -hmm. that, that helps with validation. My point being is this: um, fear is only temporary. Um, it's the experience that lasts forever. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of, of, of the temporary fear. I know it's easier said than done. I know, um, but. No matter what it is, whether it's that career, um, don't be afraid to go in that job and ask for that job. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you're in sales, one of the things that I learned in, in sales, because I spent some time in sales, um, is ask for the sale. Don't wait for the person buying to offer it. Um, shows, if you're, if you're an artist, literally grab the mic. And call somebody out. That used to be my thing. Uh, oh, you're not having fun? I'm going to come sit next to you. We're going to have fun. We're going to have some fun. I'm, I'm going to ask for that sale, so to say. Um, mm -hmm. So that that empowerment and the motivation, having good people around you. I have been blessed. I, I've been blessed with some wild people around me, but I've also been blessed. Even those wild people have always been motivating factors in how I got here. Some of them mm -hmm. aren't, aren't here. Some of them are um are dealing with the judicial system, but I still talk to them. I still support them, and they still support me. And I've That's got right. I've got a family that is next to none. Um, my my mom all the time. My mom calls me and is like, "So you coming home? You coming home? Yes, I'm coming home." But before oh. she she hangs up that phone, it it's always, "Baby, I'm proud of you." Um, 
you are getting to see the things that I haven't got to see. So I want you to be able to pass that on to your nieces and nephews and your, your, your siblings so they could experience that too, because what you're doing is beneficial. It's beneficial. It's beneficial. It's better than, it's better than school and cheaper than therapy getting out here mm. in the world. That's right. So, uh, International Man of Mystery. Do you have any social media handles that you want people to uh, explore your music, your catalog? Yeah. Um, I, reach I, out I still, to you on social media anywhere. I still got a website out here, propjoemusic.com. Propjoemusic.com. Um, Facebook, look me up, Prop Joe. You'll see my face. Um, the, the picture that Sharita shared on Facebook, you'll see. Just search Prop Joe. After you get past all the the wire connotations, you'll find Prop Joe. Um, same thing on Instagram. <laughs> um, I got a private one that's family only, so I ain't gonna I ain't gonna put that one out there. But Prop Joe on social media platforms, um, and maybe maybe one day you might hear me back on the airwaves. We'll see. Sharita's been haggling me about getting back on the air at some point, and you might get to see that. Um, Sometime soon, you never know. Listen, one more question, one final question, if you care to share. Um, where'd you come up with the name Prop Joe? Um, so Prop Joe, uh, and I've since kind of sort of shortened it to Prop because I, I, I really don't don't want to have no problems with the powers that be. That you know, Prop Joe was a real person too, so I don't want to have no problems in that regard. But uh, where it came from, the name is short for Proposition Joe, and if any, all of you folks that, that have done business with me, uh, people that know me, I always got a proposition. I always got, I always got something I'm trying to run by you. All legit, never, never know MLM, none of that crazy stuff. So I just kind of, once I saw the name, I said, oh, I need that. I need that. Um, I've gone by a few other monikers over the years. Um, I won't embarrass myself by, by putting those crazy names out there, but I've gone by uh, other monikers throughout the years, but the uh, little uh, Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I've prop proposition Joe sh uh, short shortened to prop Joe, and as of maybe the last few years, shortened to prop. Most people just call me prop anyway. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's short for proposition because I gotta I gotta weigh somehow some way if we got if we got fifty cent. <laughs> I got a way we could turn that into a dollar fifty. Just enough time, effort, and discipline. That's right. It's been a wonderful time to be had. I think this would probably be the longest time that I'll have shared with you before the end of the year. I know. Um, uh, what are you doing for the holidays since you're overseas? So I spent I spent Thanksgiving in Mexico. Um, I actually, I, I've actually made really good friends and, and even surrogate family members while being out and abroad. That's the other thing. Um, widen your circle. Everybody says have a small circle and it's cool to have a small circle, but have a small circle that's spread out in different places, if that make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, they don't even celebrate Thanksgiving down here in Mexico. So for the most part, man. I had a surrogate family pretty much um, go research Thanksgiving and we ate American food. I made some macaroni and cheese. Yes, I cooked. You, um, you tore it up. 
Yeah, I um because I mean I, we know you can cook. We know you can cook. Yeah, mama. Didn't what was they like? Food. What was they like? How did you find cheddar cheese? I right. <laughs> well, so they they got cheddar in in Latin America, but what they don't have, at least not from where I've been. Anybody that's watching, please correct me. Keep me honest. Um, anywhere that I, every place that I've been is there's not like mild and sharp cheddar because you gotta have both for mac and cheese. But what they do have in place of sharp cheddar is manchego, manchego. Um, it is it's white and it tastes just like cheddar cheese. And I did something different and it came out great. My my mac and cheese was a hit with my surrogate Mexican family down here. Um, mm. Shout out, shout out to Auntie and Abby and 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 Josue and Dom. Thank y'all for for welcoming me down here, man. That's right. Well, that's our time. Hi, Aitano. Um, I forgot. Hi, Fernanda. Hi, Aitano. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, definitely, if you came in through the link, we appreciate you coming in. But definitely subscribe to Blast Music 24-7. Um, you will find the Middle Page Podcast, Figures of Speech Podcast, and many other uh, varieties of programming that Blast, 24, Blast Music 24-7 provides. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at info.middlepage um, on Instagram. And uh, that's that. Go check Sunshine. Go check Carla. Go check the Middle oh. Page podcast. Y'all go check them. Check them, check them, check them, check them. Shout out to V. See, here we go. Family all over the world. All right. Um, Sharita C.W. Dela Cruz, and this has been the Middle Page podcast. Good night.